All right, guys, welcome back. Chris Platty as your host, and I am bringing you the NBA All-Star Weekend podcast. Returning is my is my friend Chris Phillips here, and we are going to break down the best weekend in sports. We're going to go through, first we're going to go through some a little bit of debating, and then we're going to go through each game, each competition, and uh, pick our winners and who we like. So uh, we'll start with the playoff system, Chris, and uh, last week, Adam Silver proposed uh, six division winners and get the six top seeds, and then uh, the ten best records follow. Conference doesn't doesn't matter. What do you, tell me? What do you think about that? I'm calling nonsense here. I uh, I don't see any changes coming in the near future. Um, I don't like the idea of switching it up just because the West is so much more dominant than the East. Um, right. I believe they should just stick to the conferences, and eventually the East will. I would hope get better within the next few years, and then this whole debate will go away. I would like to keep it how it is now. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you have some, you have some uh, very good teams in the East that are coming up, and some teams like Milwaukee, who's young. They got a lot of young talent. They can do something. The Magic can do something. Cleveland's going to be good for a while. So I think it has no shortage of contenders, but I think it's really just overall depth that doesn't it doesn't have what the West has right now. And I think it goes through phases. Uh, in the 80s, it was the East that was the dominant. You had uh, Bird in the Celtics, Jordan in the Bulls, uh, Isaiah Thomas in the Pistons, and you just the East was so much better than the West. So I think it, I think it is something that goes in phases. So I think as you know, the, the Eastern teams get higher lottery picks, you know, it'll even out. But, uh, but uh, one thing that I actually liked to, um, that I actually thought about proposing, and I just want to throw it out there because I haven't heard it yet, is uh, what if we adopt the college basketball system? You think of a committee deciding on um, the 16 best teams, and you cut the regular season by 10 to 15 games uh, and end it with division tournaments, uh, and those would be your top seeds. And then... So it's kind of like silvers, except you have to play for it. And with this system, I'd still, um, I'd still make the series best of seven. I'm not saying do the college one and done. I'm, and it'd still be 16 teams. And uh, you just judge on strength of schedule. Like let's say uh, New Orleans for some reason had less wins than a team like uh, a fringe team right now, like like Detroit. And um, but they had a harder schedule because they played more games in the Western Conference they would get the playoff spot that they deserve. So I think that that's something that should be taken into account. And I think it's something that it has a lot of problems, but I think it's something that could maybe potentially work. What do you think about that? I like your thinking, trying to get outside the box and redevelop the playoff system, but I think it's just too technical for the NBA. I don't, I don't think it's completely necessary. Um, like you said, over time, the conferences will get better and doing this, the college basketball idea it's just too it's just too hard too hard for the NBA compared to how it would be for college basketball in my opinion yeah well uh, one thing is David or not David Stern uh, Adam Silver did talk about uh, putting in after all-star break some point in the near future doing uh, mid-season tournaments or end-season tournaments for the final playoff spots or something like that so this divisional tournaments I kind of like the concept of that I think that that would work, and um, also there's um, conference realignment. Mark Cuban said in November, he said ship the Texas teams east and ship um, Detroit, Milwaukee, 
and um, Indiana West. And I'm I'm not for conference realignment either. I think that's kind of a way of rewriting history. So I like the history that we have now, and I think that we should stick it out. But I don't mind having um, I don't mind keeping the conferences the same, keeping the schedules the same, but um, just you know using a using a committee to kind of decide what teams should be in and should be out. Because if you think about it, a team like uh, a team like Detroit could catch fire at the end of the year, and then they get a higher seed, even though their record is forty and uh, forty-two. They could get a bit of a higher that they're a hot team and they're playing much better than they were when they started five and twenty-three. And uh, that's really all we have as far as the the playoff uh, system. That's something that's going to develop, and it's not something that's going to change for the next couple years. But uh, we'll go over the all-star rosters and we're going to give our one one snub so uh for the starters we have uh for the eastern conference we have john wall in his second appearance kyle Lowry's first appearance lebron's 11th all starting carmelo eight carmelo's eighth not all starting um gasol has five but this is his first since 2011 and on the bench you have wade uh teague Millsap, horford bosch jimmy butler Kyrie Irving and of course coach Mike Boonholzer of the Hawks so Chris give me your one snub on the Eastern Conference snub are we gonna do a surprise or we're just going snub right off the bat okay um you can give me you can give me both go ahead I'll and start get, with I'll snub give you, okay snub um Nikola Vujicic is it uh from Orlando I can't I, he's on my fantasy team he does great numbers can't really pronounce his name but um that doesn't matter he can yeah, it doesn't matter he can ball for sure he puts up 20 and 11, 20 points per game. He puts up is sixth in the Eastern Conference, and his 11 rebounds is third in the Eastern Conference. And you may say he's on Orlando and they're bad and they're one of the worst teams in the league, but he's still a good player. His stats prove that he should just be on it compared to these other guys like Horford. I get it that Horford's team is much better, but I think he should be on there over Horford and maybe even Millsap or Bosch or someone like that. I think it, um, it's not right that he's not on the team, um, but you know. So you, so you're one of those people that believes that regardless of team success, it's all about individual success. It's about the twelve best players that year. I think the team success definitely comes into play. You can't ignore it. But Miami is not; they are their record's not good, and they have two players in. And Orlando, yeah. another yeah, team that's deserve. not good either. But they don't have any players in. And I think he definitely deserved it, and I think it's wrong that he's not in it, but I'm not commissioner, and right. I can't do anything about it. Right, I mean, I, and I see your point there, because, I mean, Orlando's what? There's like a five-game difference between them and Miami, and yeah. Miami yeah. has two players. Uh, I get that it's Wade. I don't think Bosch deserves that tenure. Wade got in because of, you know, he's Wade, and uh, he's been great. Bosch, I don't think, is one of those guys you should shove in there, and I feel like he did get shoved in. So I take him... Over talent-wise, yeah, I take him over Bosch, I take him over Millsap, and I take him over Horford. But uh, one thing I forgot to outline is uh, Wade will be sitting out the All-Star game, and he is replaced by Kyle Korver, who gets his first ever All-Star appearance. <laughs> I think uh, I think he's well-deserved on that one. Uh, I've seen this stat, and uh, it was uh, the win shares. It was basically, if you take Kyle Korver off of the Atlanta Hawks, um, the Atlanta Hawks are projected to win 54 games as of right now. 
uh actually this was as of about two weeks ago so it's probably even more now but if the stat shows that if you were to take out Kyle Korver their record would would be only 33 wins that's 20 that's a 21 game difference 21 wins contributed by one player that's something that Jordan would do that's something that uh Kobe's win share is like uh back when he was in his prime so I think statistically Kyle Korver deserves it I mean he's on the verge of shooting 50 50 90 I mean that's never been done in NBA history so I think he it's well deserved and um I think that uh I think that Wade should not have or no I'm sorry not Wade Bosch should not have gotten in I think that it should have gone gone to Vucevic I completely agree with that and um one note is that Wall might not participate he's questionable as well as Jimmy Butler so I don't know who's going to replace them if they go out. Maybe Vucevic gets in. Maybe Brandon Knight has been someone yeah, that's I mean, rumored. At that point, they wouldn't be all-stars. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's nothing. So uh, let's flip it over to the West now. We got Curry in his second all-star appearance, and he was actually the lead vote-getter. He actually passed LeBron. And uh, Kobe, this is his 17th. Uh, 17 are straight, and all of them are as a starter. So he's got 17 consecutive All-Star appearances and all as a starter. Very impressive. But he will not play. DeMarcus Cousins will replace him. Is DeMarcus Cousins first. Uh, for the rest of the starting unit, Davis, who is also out. This is his second. Uh, Marcus Soul, this is his second All-Star appearance. And um, Blake Griffin, this is his fifth. And Blake Griffin and um, Davis are being replaced by Damian Lillard and Dirk Nowinski. And as far as the bench, Westbrook, this is his fourth. KD is his sixth. Clay is this is his first. Chris Paul is this is his eighth. And Aldridge is fourth. And oh yeah, and Tim Duncan is fifteenth. And Harden is this is his third. And coached by Steve Kerr of the Golden State Warriors. So with that being said, who do you think was the snub on the West? Uh, snub. It's tough. Um, well, first I'm going to say the surprise, and then I'm going to lead you to my snub. Um. My surprise in the West, I was really two guys, uh, Tim Duncan and Kevin Durant. One, because obviously Durant has missed half the season. Yeah. Um, not sure if he really deserves it. Obviously, he's a great player, and he's still an all-star caliber. He's a franchise player, and I can see from that regards. But this season in particular, I don't think he should be there. Um, other one, Tim Duncan, like I said, I think – his stats, you know, he puts up, what, 15 and 10, and he's yeah. 38 years old. It's very impressive, and he's one of the best players of all time. And I like that he's in there because this could be his last. We never know. But it's still kind mm-hmm. of surprising considering the Spurs are all the way down in the seventh seed. So it's not like it was his team success that got him in there either. It's right. more of, like, his his past. But he's still a good player, and I'm not mad about it. But the snub is uh, DeAndre Jordan the Clippers. Uh, Jordan... Mm-hmm. But gets 14 rebounds a game, which is first in the entire NBA. 2.35 blocks, which is second in the entire NBA. And he leads the whole league in field goal percentage at 72%. And I don't see how he could not be in the game. It just doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. over these the Duncan or Durants who don't quite belong as much as Jordan. He's having a great season. And even the, his coach, Doc Rivers, said today, you know, it's he's so surprised that he's not in there and it's a complete snub. And I completely agree. It's just with you look at his stats and he's so deserving of it. It's not even funny. Yeah, I I completely agree. With the Western Conference, there's like five snubs. Right. I mean, yeah. if you think about Damian Lillard was snubbed, 
DeMarcus Cousins was a huge snub, uh, but he got those two got in. Uh, Dirk was Dirk was a he, he's someone who deserves it, obviously, and uh, <laughs> he's got a long he's got a long cachet, a long history, and um, I was. I was very surprised with Duncan. I, I agree with you. Duncan was my surprise as well. Uh, but, uh, again, I, all the same reasons you said. I'm happy for him. He deserves it. But uh, I think that Duncan's spot should have went to Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph is my snub because Memphis Grizzlies are second in the West, and they are legit contenders. They are a, a tough team, a good team. And uh, I think that Zach Randolph was the snub, and I think he should have replaced him Duncan. And that, that's what I think the hardest thing about this All-Star is, is is it uh, about who's the best this year or is it about um, history and resumes? And uh, Tim Duncan resume obviously deserves it. And so you can't be mad when guys like Dirk and Duncan make it. But at the same time, a guy like Zach Randolph, who's 36, by the way, um, he's definitely someone who is on his last legs. And so I would have liked to have seen him get it. I gotta uh, throw in something here. Um, I think the fan voting should kind of be ditched because Kobe Bryant got voted as an all-star starter, and even if he wasn't injured, he if he wasn't injured, he still doesn't deserve it, and he would have yeah. started the game for no reason. He, I know Lillard and Cousins, they got in, but it was due to injury. The fact that they didn't make it originally is yeah. disgraceful because their stats are so superior to these others, other guys and Kobe has no business being in there. So I really want to see the whole fan voting, at least for the starters, be gone because it's mm-hmm. just nonsense that he even got voted in over a guy like Cousins or Lillard who's so deserving or so young, and they, they get cheated like that. If it wasn't for these tons of injuries from Davis and Bryant and Blake Griffin, they wouldn't even be in, and that's not right. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, Kobe's definitely one that should be in it. And I get that the whole uh, – fan the fans want their votes and all that and i'm somebody who votes and all that but uh at the same time i'm someone who doesn't uh i don't vote for kobe i don't vote for the guys like that i mean kobe clearly doesn't deserve this all-star appearance and i think that fan voting should be gone i think you're completely right i don't think expanding rosters is the answer because if you expand the rosters who is going to make it in the East? Yeah, the West. The West would be fine. The West would be even more stacked. Yeah. But in the East, you're throwing in guys who you're like, you didn't even know they're on that team. Exactly, because this doesn't work. Think about it. Corver would have made it uh, automatically if he if they extended it three more spots to fifteen. Corver would have made it, and then the other two would have been like Brandon Knight and someone and Vucevic maybe. Yeah. But and Brandon then, Knight, you think of Brandon Knight, he was a former Piston. You think of him in the Pistons, you're like, how how in the hell would he make it? Uh, yeah, and then exactly like how do you uh how do you do the all-stars um i i just i don't think that's the answer because i just think that um i don't think that the east is quite the level of the west but i mean i don't care if the if the west if the west if they were to expand just the west to 15 i'd be i'd be okay with that because there are so many people that deserve it that didn't get it and not to mention uh Although he's been injured this season, Dwight Howard, who seems to be in the All-Star game every year, because I'm pretty sure he is, is not on the team. Yeah. So even if he was healthy, that'd make it even harder for these guys to get in. Oh, yeah, and then he probably would have, uh, by public opinion, passed DeMarcus Cousins yeah, as well. which is not right and, at all. Which is, yeah, not right. DeMarcus Cousins, clearly the best center in the NBA. Shout out to DeMarcus Cousins repping my fantasy <laughs> team. Uh, you're saving my season. But, uh, yeah, I, I just... 
there's so much like politics with the All Star man. It's ridiculous. It is. It is. It's bad. All right, uh, let's let's move on. Let's start getting into uh, the game event and the events. Uh, we'll start with on Friday at seven or at nine p.m. Sorry, on TNT. You're not going to want to miss this: the Rising Stars Challenge. This year they are changing it. The concept is uh, Team USA versus Team World. And uh, I'm going to read off the rosters real quick. For Team USA, you have Michael Carter-Williams, KCP, Trey Burke, Zach Levine, Shabazz Mohammed, Nerlens Noel, Victor Oladipo, Alfred Payton, Mason Plumley, Cody Zeller, and it's coached by Alvin Gentry. So um, I like that roster a lot. And then now for the world, we got Steven Adams, the Greek freak, because I'm no clue how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> Anti Kumpo, I don't know. And then, um, I don't know how to pronounce the net, Nets guy with last name either. Bojan Bojanovic, I think is how you say it. Uh, sorry if we if we got that one wrong. Uh, Gor- Gorgi Dang. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is awful. Oh, I'm telling you, yeah. Dante Axum, I can do that one. Rudy Gavert, Nikola Meritich, Yersif Nurkic. I know how to pronounce him because he's on my fantasy team. Uh, Kelly Olenek, Dennis Schroeder, and Andrew Wiggins. Coached by... Kenny Ant- Antikison, which is the assistant coach of the Hawks. Um, so, Chris, who you like in this matchup? First off, let me say the uh, Rising Stars Challenge is actually, I would say, my favorite event um, other than the All-Star game itself. I always think it just brings something fresh, and you like seeing these young kids get to perform on this mm-hmm. caliber of the stage. Um, I think Team USA will win. They just have bigger names if you if you look at them, they just have the bigger names, and I looked at the roster, and only three of them on that team are uh, rookies right now. So they have the experience with the sophomores mm-hmm. that have got the chance last year to play. Um, so I think team, team USA will beat out Team World. Yeah, well, um, I'm definitely a patriotic guy, but I'm going to have to disagree <laughs> with you on that. Uh, you look at Team USA, and obviously uh, it's easy to pick them because they have a much better backcourt. And the backcourt's really what drives this competition. I mean, if you if you don't watch it, for those of you who don't watch it every year, uh, definitely start watching it. It's very fun. It's the score is always like one sixty to one forty. It's a, it's insanely <laughs> Not the high best scoring. In the world. Yeah, no defense at all, but very very entertaining. Uh, it's not something you're going to want to miss. And the world, uh, the reason why I'm picking the world is just because I like their wings. I like the Greek freak. I like uh, Andrew Wiggins a lot, and. Uh, I like uh, Nico Meritich, and I think they got some nice bigs. Like Rudy Gobert, someone who can really run the floor. I like him a lot. Uh, another guy on my fantasy team. Uh, Dante Axum, nice point guard. I think they can do – I think their backcourt's okay. Not as good as Team USA, but I think uh, I think their wings is really what makes a difference. I think Wiggins is a guy who's going to explode and excel in this type of event. So I actually have him as my MVP, and I predict him to drop 40 points. 40 points, yeah. Uh, I, I I would believe it with the defense they play. Um, I did not mention my MVP. I'm going to go with Trey Burke, a little bit of hometown pick. He's from uh, U of M, go blue. But um, on a serious note, it's not because he went to U of M. I think Burke is a very explosive player, and he will. this is a game for him to shine in. I think it's right up his alley. Um, I, he can shoot the ball. He'll drive the lane. He'll do some explosive dunks. But at the same time, he's going to get steals, and he's going to get assists. So I look for him to have mm-hmm. easily a double double, um, depending on if you know if they play how they do the whole minutes thing because they yeah. might try and even it out. But I look for Burke to have a big game and yeah. t- lead uh, USA to the. And I game. actually think that there's a little 
underlining story there. And uh, that's Trey Burke and Dante Axum. Every game they keep flipping the starting position. And uh, so I think you could see they're going against each other. I think you could see a good competition from them. Yeah, Uh, Definitely a friendly competition. But at the same time, I think Trey Burke is going to come out aggressive because I think he wants to assert himself as a starting point guard. But uh, you look at the history of this contest in the last couple years, uh, Andre Drummond, Kenneth Fareed, uh, all big guys usually win. Uh, and I think that they have the better front line. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if a guy like Steve Adams or Rudy Gobert walked away at the MVP. Right. But again, I'm thinking Andrew Wiggins. I'm thinking 40 points. I know it sounds like a lot, but really that's like yeah. 15 in a real game. Uh, so so it's nothing. And uh, with that being said, we'll, uh, we'll move on to the shooting star contest uh, by degree. And uh, let me just read off the teams real quick. This will be on Saturday night. This is starting the Saturday night events. We have Team Bosch, who's the two-time defending champion. Chris Bosch, Dominique Wilkins, and Swim, Swim Cash. And uh, Team Curry is um, Stefan Curry of the Warriors, obviously. Dal Curry, his father, who's a shooter, by the way. And uh, Sue Bird. And uh, Team Westbrook has Russell Westbrook, Penny Hardaway, and Tamika Catchings. And finally is Team Davis with team with Anthony Davis, Scottie Pippen, and Ellen Deladon. All right, uh, give me uh, Team Curry here because the real Splash Bros are uh, the Curry father and son duo. Uh, Sue Bird is the baller. Um, she I, is. I don't see. I don't see how they'll have a problem making any of those shots. Um, so give me Team Curry. Yeah, um, I I don't mind that. Uh, I am kind of salty on that. I picked Curry last. I picked Team Curry last year, <laughs> and uh, they actually had uh, Skylar Diggins last year, which was great. Uh, I love Skylar Diggins. She's the best. Um, but yeah, I picked them last year, and they just they just came up short. And I feel like if you had to pick somebody, because it's the way the event is structured is you shoot. Uh, they all take turns alternating shots, and uh, there's a three point, a mid range, a corner three, and I think another three, and then it goes to the half court shot. And the half court shot's really what wins the game. Fastest time wins. Uh, and I think that if you had to pick anyone to make the half-court shot, it'd be Bosch. Bosch made it the last two years, and he's just like he seems like the guy that would make the shot. Yeah, the only the only reason I was a little uh, scared of picking that was Dominique, because eventually I think Dominique would have to oh, yeah. shoot uh, at least a mid-range shot. Not saying he can't shoot, but you know well, yeah. that's not what he's known for, and he's a little older. So I don't oh know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what uh, Kenny Kenny the Jet Smith was on TNT. Uh, making fun of Dominique Wilkins for that because last <laughs> the last two years Dominique Wilkins has airballed every single half court attempt uh he's taken I think Kenny Smith said it was like 25 shots or something ridiculous but he's only he didn't airball everyone but he hit like rim twice I think out of 25 he's just awful he's he's dragging the team down but uh Chris Bosch always makes the half court shot so I'm thinking the same is going to stick here and I'm thinking Chris Bosch and team Bosch is going to win now on to the skills challenge, quickly rising as my second favorite event. Um, not counting the All-Star and Rising Stars games, but as far as the events itself of the night, I love this skills challenge. Uh, basically what it is, for those of you who don't know, it's an obstacle course, and uh, you have to dribble, your, you have to maneuver through some fake defenders, pass through a hoop, and uh, shoot, a jump, shoot a mid-range jump shot, then grab the ball, go back through, uh, some fake defenders and pass through a uh, pass through a hoop, and then uh, this year they changed the rules. 
Uh, you end on a three instead of a layup. Fastest time wins. And now what they're doing is they're doing a new bracket system. Eight players go head-to-head. Uh, the matchups play on the same court at the same time. So they start off on opposite sides. That'll be very interesting. And uh, the brackets are Patrick Beverly, who's replacing John Wall. Hill versus Isaiah Thomas. Michael Carter-Williams versus Jeff Teague. That'll be bracket one. And then bracket two. Uh, first round is uh, Trey Burke versus Brandon Knight. And second round is uh, Jim... Or in, not second round. Uh, other set is uh, Jimmy Butler versus Kyle Lowry. So with that one being said, uh, I think I'm picking Kyle Lowry because I think that he's very quick. He's very agile. He's among the top there in terms of uh, speed and athleticism. He's a great passer, obviously, because he's one of the leaders in assists. And uh, it, the, the three-point shot is really what changes it because it's a dribble pull-up three. It's not a catch-and-shoot. It's not uh, It's not a layup. It used to be a layup, and uh, that way, that one, it was just all about quickness. That's why guys like John Wall always won. Uh, but, yeah, I think that that three is really going to be the difference, and I think that he's one of the best three-point shooters on this. I also wouldn't be surprised with Isaiah Thomas with his uh, shooting ability. But I'm picking Lowry. Chris, who are you picking? Uh, well, first off, this event is a very good one because it shows their uh, athleticism, their dribbling ability, their shooting ability, their passing so it's it's always fun seeing that. Um, with the winner, I'm going to go with Isaiah Thomas. I think Thomas, he definitely can shoot. Like you said, he's fast. He can dribble. He's a point guard. He knows what he's doing. Um, plus, who's he playing in the first round? Was it was it uh, Beverly? Yeah, he's playing Beverly. He's playing in Beverly. I mean, I'm not I'm not you know being rude to Beverly, but Isaiah Thomas is just a better player. So I'm looking for Thomas to easily get out of that round. Oh, yeah. And I just think Thomas will ultimately end up winning. And Beverly just can't shoot the three either. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna he's not going to hit the mid-range or the three. So I think he's going to be like by far the worst. I think they definitely could have found a better replacement uh, for Beverly. But again, yeah, this is a guard-dominated. Uh, really, the only non-guard is a uh, – or the non-point uh, guard is uh, Jimmy Butler. Right. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy Butler of Chicago, and he's a shooting guard, 6'7". He's going to be interesting because of his uh, – size i don't know if he'll be able to do the passing part but he's a decent shooter and he's very fast and athletic so he's gonna be someone to watch out for and he's playing my man kyle lowry in the first round but uh yeah i think the way it's set up is it could end up being lowry versus thomas for the championship uh because they're in the separate brackets that'd be interesting yeah and, uh, we'll, we'll have to put some money on that <laughs> yeah uh and uh that that's it for three point con or I'm sorry for the skills contest. Now we're moving on to the three point shootout. This is by far my favorite event. This is an event you do not want to miss this year. I promise you, it is going to be one of the best events in All Star history. It is uh, already being deemed the best three point shootout in all in uh, NBA history, and uh, it's this is the lineup. You got Stephen Curry. This is his fourth time in it. Kyle Korver, this is his third time in it. He's shooting 53% from three this year. No one has ever shot 50% from three this deep into a season, taking as many threes as uh, Kyle Korver has. And uh, Kyrie, this is his third time. He won it back in, what was it, 2012, I believe. And then uh, Marco Bellinelli, the defending champion, this is his second time. James Harden got elected. This is his first time. And uh, Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry's uh, counterpart in, in the Splash Brothers backcourt, and uh, J.J. Redick and Wesley Matthews are also, this is their first time as well. So if you look at that, no one is shooting below 42% from three 
this is beyond stacked in terms of uh, shooting, and I think that it's got the star power, but it's also got the shooters. I don't think that I think that they got the list right. Uh, don't you? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's always good to have the star power in there just to boost the field and yeah. make sh- make it look more appealing because of their name. But it's also good to have the shooters in there. Like JJ Redick is a great three point shooter. He's not yeah, a star, he's... but he, that's what he does, and that's good to have him in there and these other guys. Um, so definitely a good field. Yeah, I I agree. Um, and my pick is going to be a uh, again. It wouldn't surprise me if any of these eight guys won. Marco Bellinelli's won it before. Kyrie Irving's won it before. Kyle Korver is shooting the best three-point three uh, percentage in NBA history. Uh, Stephen Curry is, you know, he's a shooter. Klay Thompson, amazing shooter. Wesley Matthews is second in May threes. J.J. Redick, obviously a high-percentage, high-volume three-point shooter. So none of these names would surprise me if they won. Uh, but with that being said, I'm... I'm just it's gut, it's all gut feeling it's clay thompson i'm i'm just it's all gut uh i don't have any knowledge any statistics to back it up it's just this is an event that's so close that it's going to be down to the wire and it's going to be very high scoring and uh i think it's going to be great chris give me your pick uh, i'm going to go with jj reddick of the clippers like i nice. said he shoot that's what he does that's what he's out on the court for to shoot threes he's not like these other guys that like Harden, Harden is supposed to play and does everything. Right. And just because there's star caliber players, these superstars in there, I just doesn't mean they can. They're automatically going to win, and they're better than these other guys. Yeah. Like you said, like Bellinelli won last year, and Bellinelli really doesn't even play that much. But that's what he's on the court to do is to boost the team in threes, and obviously that's what Reddick is there to do. So I think Reddick will ultimately end up winning this contest. Yeah, and uh, that's that's not a bad pick at all. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if any of them. Uh, picked. I think if I had to pick one person I would put money on not to win, I think it would be James Harden. Just because, like I, you I said, he's a, he's a more of an off-the-dribble kind of guy. I don't know how he's going to do. He is very streaky, so, again, like it wouldn't completely surprise me if he wins. But if you had to put money on one guy who was for sure not winning, I think, I think I'd have to put like one cent down on James I, Harden. I would do the same as well. All right, um, now we'll move on to uh, the dunk contest, the final um the final event of the night this is uh been this has been the most hyped in the past but recently it's been uh, under a lot of scrutiny letdown, uh, it's, letdown. yeah just nothing but a letdown but uh, again i think this year i think this year you can i don't know if you'll agree with me on this but i think that this is actually going to be a good year i feel like all these guys are well they're not big names mason plumley of the brooklyn nets zach levine of the Tim- minnesota timberwolves Victor Oladipo of the Magic and the Greek Freak, again, not going to pronounce his last name, of the of the Milwaukee Bucks. I think that that's a good pool. I don't think that these are guys that are uh, star names, but I think that they're, uh, they're very talented, and I think that they're very creative, and I think that they're young, hungry guys, and I think that they have a chance to really uh, bring the dunk contest back. And uh, just to highlight the rule changes before I go over to you, Chris, is... Uh, uh, the teams are gone. They eliminated that from last year. That was awful. Uh, bad idea. <laughs> I mean, it was so funny because last year Kenny Smith was like, uh, "Is the dunk contest over?" I I didn't. Yeah. Know, I honestly didn't know who won. I was so confused. It was it was so awful. Um, so it's back to judges like back in uh back in the good old days with Dwight Howard and Nate Robinson. No more fan voting. It's all about the judges. So the panel will be you know 
Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, that TNT crew, uh, Chris Weber will probably be on there. Julius Irving is always on there as yeah, a dunk yeah. contest judge. So uh, I like that. And um, there's uh, no dunk attempt limit also. It's not a two-limit thing or anything like that. That that was something I think they could have left. But I get their point. They just they want to see the dunk happen. So no matter of how many times it takes. Uh, so there's no dunk or time dunk attempt or time limit and uh with that being said chris who do you have as your winner uh, i got victor oladipo over the magic um nice just a really a gut feeling um i think Plumley, just i mean i i like having a big guy in there but i'm not sure if he's the right one so i'm yeah. definitely gonna ignore him um <laughs> the greek freak is definitely interesting and i think he could do a lot of crazy things if he were to actually do them i'm not sure how it would work out and Zach Levine kind of bores me. I'm not, I, yeah. I'm not dissing the field. It's just Levine doesn't. It's not you it's, know. It's not the name recognition. Yeah, yeah. But I like Oladipo. He's uh, you know, he's definitely athletic. He's explosive. I think he could do some really nice things as long as he tries them out. And um, that's why I'm going with Oladipo. I think I think it's different than uh, we talked about in the three point contest. How yet yeah, had the stars, but it also had the good shooters, the Kyle Corvers, the JJ Reddicks, and the Bellinelli's who aren't stars, but their shooters that's what they do and i think that the all-star uh dunk contest is a bit different because if you look at the history it was uh vinsanity it was michael jordan daryl dawkins spud webb all these guys are stars dr j uh you know kobe when he was younger all these guys are superstars and i think that the dunk contest is different than the three-point contest in that aspect that they want to see the best stars regardless of their dunking ability uh and it's, it's just we live in a day and age where, and I don't want to put all the blame on LeBron, but I think LeBron is definitely the catalyst in leading stars to not go against or to not participate in the dunk contest. And I actually found something in the CBA. They uh, did it in the collective bargaining agreement in uh, 2012, I believe it was, the most recent one. They signed in the contract or in the CBA that all events are mandatory participation except for the dunk contest, meaning if you got picked for the three-point shootout, you had to do it. But the players actually fought to make sure that they didn't have to play in the dunk contest. And I don't get it, but uh, if I had to pick my four, uh, if, if we're going to do, we're going to pick our four ultimate dunk contests, not of all time, of just right now this year. And uh, I'm going to start off with mine. I'm going to go Russell Westbrook. Uh, I I just think with his like ferocity and his athleticism, he could just do something we've never seen before. Uh, and then we got uh, I got DeAndre Jordan. I think is a nice one. And uh, then I have Paul George, if assuming he was healthy. And uh, then who was my last one? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Blake Griffin was my last one. So uh, two Clippers guys. But I think that that has a lot of the star power as well as just the dunking ability. What do you think, Chris? Um, well, for my four, I was actually I was going to improvise and say either Blake or Jordan, but you took both of them, so <laughs> I'll just take one of them. Um, I'm going to take Blake first because he already he did win that dunk contest, but Bigger a lot name. of people think that he didn't really deserve it. Um, his dunks in the contest were good, but the one over the car was really overhyped. Just, yeah. <laughs> Like, it was like a hood of a car. Like, I could have done it. Yeah. And just because it was Blake Griffin, a lot of people think he won just because of his name. Yeah. Um. I mean, who cares? It's a dunk contest. I'm not mad that he won. But I would like to see him 
get a redemption and see if he could do a little bit better. Yeah, actually shut it down. Um, another one you said, I would, t- I would actually take Westbrook also. Um, he's just so explosive, and it would just be so interesting to see what he could do. Because in these games, you see him throw these down these power dunks, and I, I, I'm really a fan of the power dunks. Yeah, um, me too. That's why I like the big man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, then I would take a defending champ, Gerald Green. Uh, Gerald Green, I think he's been in it, what, three times, I think? And every time he's in it, he just does new and creative stuff, and it's really interesting to watch him. He is him. amazing. He is very good at that uh, contest. And this last one, very unrealistic, but I'm going to throw it back to 2000. I would love to see Vince Carter hop in there, uh, show everyone what he's still got. Because I, I, if you watch some of these dunks he does, you know, the last 10 game. games now and last year, he actually has some really good ones. Um, obviously, his age would really limit it, probably what he could do, but it just be cool to see him back in there after, what, 15 yeah. years. Yeah, no, no LeBron. No LeBron. Uh, I mean, obviously, everyone would love to see LeBron me, be me in there, but it just—I'm not going to state the obvious. I, I put him in there because I think you'd have to pull the gun to his head for him to even consider yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, he's just so—I don't know what it is, but he is so against it, you know. And, uh, he might not want to get injured. He might not want to lose because he's the best, and you know, yeah. it might not go his way. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm not mad at him, but I would like to see him done it in the past but obviously that's yeah over with, i think so i think I'm it's not gonna like i think 30 yeah. the cutoff for yeah. the dunk contest that's why i would disagree with the vince carter but i mean i agree he he's somebody that would be worthy of of being in it no doubt uh but i think that uh i think that just lebron is just his his ship has sailed in terms of uh the dunk for contest sure, for sure i don't think he's he's never gonna consider it again he's never gonna um, start the rumors again, like <laughs> like he did that one year. I saying, really thought he was going to do it. That was I such know. a huge letdown. That that was he he grabs the microphone and I think this was 2007. He grabs the microphone and shouts, "I'm putting my name in next year's dunk contest." And then uh, then when that next year came around, uh, he was kind of silent. I thought he did it more recently than that. I thought he said what, he was, was it. I th- I don't know. Maybe he did it then. I because I'm pretty sure I thought he said he was going to be in like 2012. I'm not sure. I don't no. know if I'm making that up, but I yeah. I, I kind of remember no, that. I was thinking I was thinking though it was Cleveland days, wasn't it? Because I think it was I think it was around the era of Nate Robinson and Dwight Howard when they were going back. I don't and forth. know. I can't remember for yeah, sure. I, I, I really reason, can't. But, but whatever. But yeah, I I love the Gerald Green pick again. He's not a star, but he is just the dunk just, contest is made he's for good him. At, that's what he does. He's good at what he does. Yeah, and I think that as long as the name is decent and it's not Jeremy Evans, a guy who didn't play a single. <laughs> He literally didn't play a single minute that season, and yet he uh, yeah, was in just... the dunk contest for two years because he ended up winning one time. So, like, I get that he could dunk, but you got to have uh, some re- name recognition to as it. A, as a fan, you don't want the guys, the people that are not so serious but will still tune in, you don't want them to look at the field of the dunk contest and say, who is that guy? Like, that's not yeah. good for business per se and it's you can't have a guy like that in there anymore um so hopefully that is done with yeah and i think that uh as far as far as i think lebron is the trendsetter in terms of stars not participating but i think that really it's up to this new generation of stars and i think it could start with a guy like the greek freak who's someone i believe long term can be a star but uh i think that it really starts with Whoever becomes the next uh, the next big thing, like if Anthony Davis is someone, that was someone I didn't even think about. He would be a good that nomination. That would be interesting for sure. But uh, 
I don't think he has necessarily the hang time and moves to do. Yeah. But, but in terms it, of power. It, it, now it's to the point where he's such a star, he might not even do it anymore. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, if he were, because he's still 21, he's super young. So if he were to decide, you know what, I'm going to be in the dunk contest, he's kind of that next guy after LeBron and KD. So uh, maybe he could lead in uh, a new era of stars participating in dunk contests, and it could revive. But I think that's the only way it can revive. And so uh, Chris and I were going back and forth before the podcast in terms of uh, in terms of uh, we asked this question: How much pressure is on this group to save the dunk contest? And Chris, you said it's just the last few years on a scale of one to ten. Uh, ten being that like five, it's five and a half. Yeah. Um. Just after these years, it's just been such a letdown, and. The problem is these guys. Okay, so you're gonna you see them do their dunk and they're getting ready for it, and it looks like it's about to be something crazy, and they don't complete the dunk, and then they keeps going and going, and they miss it nine times, and then it's just by the time they even complete it, it's just not as good as what we were originally waiting for, and right. it really just brings it down, and the it's like the atmosphere just gets sucked out of the fans, kind of like you know you just gotta complete it on that like first or second try. And but it's at the same time it's not their fault because how long they've been doing the dunk contest like thirty it's like thirty forty years like the NBA can't expect some <laughs> new type stuff of random new dunk like every year like it's always going to be somewhat the same thing and that's why you can't blame them completely yeah it's not their fault whatsoever it just it's up to them and to do good but they can't save it completely because it's not you know they need something more fresh than the dunk contest, but, you know, I yeah. don't know. I don't think it's something they'll ever get rid of, but I think it's something that uh, definitely is going to diminish, and I think that in the next five years, I think we'd see the three-point flip-flop and be the main event because I think that's the one that fans like the most as of right now. And uh, in terms of star, that that might be another reason why I think, like, stars don't do it is because if you think about it, if, Michael, or if LeBron does something that, like, Kobe did, you know, everyone's going to rip him. And I think that you are right. It's to the point where I don't think they can make up many new things. And if they do, anything they do that's deemed new is really just a mixture of old dunks, whether it's uh, doing something that Vince Carter did, but instead over a car like Blake Griffin or, you know, something something crazy like that. So I do think that it's something that that is uh, on the – I think that the pressure is on the stars, but I actually think that it's a eight or a nine in terms of uh, importance on this group. I think this group has to perform very well because last year's dunk contest got so much flack. I mean, yeah, this, the the uh, rules and stuff were, were were whack; they were awful last year. But um, the stars, this or I'm not, I'm sorry, not the stars. Uh, the players were just no names, and they just couldn't. They just couldn't do anything last year. The dunk contest was bad. I think that this year, maybe if the if these guys, these group of young guys, and I do think they're all promising young talents who could be something in the NBA. They're not right now, but I think that if you throw these guys together and they throw on a real show, let's say they do something crazy that's never been seen before, or it's just or it's just a crazy dunk contest. I think maybe that can get stars' interest and they can bring it back. But I think that. People have been calling for the last three years now to remove the the dunk contest completely, get rid of it for five, ten years, 
Uh, I even said it last year, get rid of it for five years after how awful it was. But that's why I think that the pressure is really on them to at least uh, not fully save the dunk contest. It's going to take years to do that, but they have to perform. They have to make this one a huge, huge hit. And um, that's it for all the events. Hold up. I'm going to have to cancel plot on that one. This is not on the show schedule. It's a little imp- improvised. Uh, but one thing that the NBA could and should do just to boost the rating and boost the attendance is this is not even my idea. This is my friend Nick Battlemente, so all rights to him on this, is that when they open up a slot in this um, time and they do... You pick the two players from the NBA, probably, you know, more superstars, and each fan's ticket is thrown into a, a huge little bowl, kind of like like Mike, if you were to see that. And the fans, one fans gets picked, so now it's a fan and LeBron versus a fan and Durant. And the first one out's like 10 or 15 wins. And that way, the attendance would be through the roof because everyone's going to want that chance. Because sometimes you watch Saturday night, the Saturday Night All-Star thing, it's sometimes not even completely. You see those empty seats, and it's just kind of like you're wondering why that is. And as a fan from home, you would definitely want to see a kid your age get to play with LeBron, go against uh, Durant, a kid your age. It just it would be so entertaining and so worth the the price of the ticket to get that chance. Um, yeah. So I think they should. I mean, will that happen? Probably not, but I'm saying I think it's a phenomenal idea. That is that is amazing. I remember when Nick said that. I think it was last year yeah, was when, last when year we were all year. over, yeah, yeah, and watching the dunk contest yeah. and all the events. But th- that is an incredible idea, and that's something I am definitely uh, all for. I think the only problems with it would be is just uh, what if you draw, you know, some uh like old man or something yeah, you know what i mean I, I, like there'd have to be some behind the scenes like selective picture pick. of it yeah fixture yeah. so I, you I, get I could, so you get a kid but yeah the, yeah i, I think it, i think that would be amazing dude if you think about like let's say like the lead vote getter of the west and the lead vote getter of the east that, that would, or that something would like or, that that's what i'm saying they gotta vote on it because you know if lebron's not willing to do dunk contest why would he be willing to do this i'm not saying it has to be you know the top player in the nba but guys that are at the All Star event, should, I mean, I guarantee one of them would be so willing to do this. Oh yeah, just because it, it looks good for them, and it's just it would be a cool idea. Yeah. It's a cool event to do. Yeah, I think uh, everybody likes likes to see LeBron versus Durant, and then uh, who knows that just throwing two two random people, <laughs> and it'd be fun. It'd it'd be really fun. I I really like that idea, and I think that. Uh, that's something that should happen. Uh, again, I don't think there's no, no I t- way. I told one, I told Nick to email uh, Silver, but I don't, yeah, know, I don't think that happened. Yeah, I'll, I'll follow him up on that one. <laughs> but uh, one event I would like to see added, it was added for one year, and it was added on like a random time slot, so nobody even knew but like the NBA fanatics like myself, and uh, it was a horse competition. I think that's something that should be put in. I think that would be very... I remember that, and you know what? I honestly wasn't a fan. It's just like, it's too basic. It's kind of... I don't know. I know it's a basic idea, but I, I mean, think that just... I, I'm not hating on it, but it wasn't something that I totally... Like, I would sit there and be glued to my TV. It wasn't great television, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think that there are problems with it, but I don't know. I think that it's something simple that could, could work, and uh, I think that it's something that they should consider because the dunk contest is going downhill really fast. Oh, it's really getting fast. stale. All right, so before we sign off on this podcast, uh, I'm just going to run through the 
scheduling of the event so that you guys can all, those who don't watch it, can uh, tune in and set your TVs for this. And again, I recommend every single event. I know I'm an NBA fanatic, but trust me, this is this is so good. And uh, oh, we'll we'll bring in the All Star Game in a second okay. here um, when we go over the scheduling. But uh, it starts on Friday night, so that's tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN. It's the Sprint Celebrity All Star Game. It is very fun. Kevin Hart's always in it. He's very entertaining. Uh, it's not great basketball, but it is it is just funny to watch. These guys are hilarious. It's a it's a very uh it's like Harlem Globetrotters a lot. Um, the Rising Stars Challenge is on 9 p.m. that uh, Friday night, tomorrow night on TNT Eastern Time, of course. And um, Saturday, that's it for Friday. So it's just a celebrity and the Rising Stars. And then Saturday you have the State Farm All Star Saturday Night. Starting at eight thirty, eight thirty Eastern TNT, and that will go all the way till about midnight. It's it's a long event, but trust me, you guys don't want to miss it. Very good. And then Sunday will be the uh, All Star Game taking place at eight thirty on TNT. Not to mention uh, Ariana Grande is performing. So oh yes, total and, smoke show. Yes, she is <laughs> my celebrity crush. Uh, Ariana Grande, if you're listening to this podcast somehow, oh, you know. Hit me up on Facebook or Twitter. Ignore definitely. this guy. Okay. I mean, I had to try. You, you could try. Okay. Um, that's, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, before we go, we're going to go give us give us our, your prediction for the West, or for the All-Star game. All-Star game. Uh, it seems like the West has been dominating recently, um, but I'm not going to hop on that board. I always like to see the East win. Oh, yeah. You obviously, because we belong in that region, uh, although I, no Pistons in it once again. But it's okay. Um <laughs> My man LeBron is in there. Uh, I think he will lead them to the victory, get his MVP once again. Uh, I'm taking the East. I'm picking, let's go, 143 East, 139 West. Oh, you're going to give me a score. I wasn't ready for a oh, score. Oh, sorry. It was a little oh, improvised. No. Oh, that's a, that's completely all right. I'm going to – I'll give a score too then. Uh, I'm going to go with the West. I'm going to go with the trend. If you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> but uh, I'd like to see the East win because I'm always for the East – but uh, I think the West is just so stacked. I mean, when it comes down to it, Kyle Korver is going to guard like Kevin Durant. Yeah, in the they're stacked. Second quarter. They, they are very stacked. So uh, I'm predicting the West wins it 129 to uh, 113. That's kind of low scoring for an All Star game. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm sticking he, with it. I already oh, threw it out there. Okay. I'm sticking with it. All right, and my West M- or the MVP of the game will be I think Steph Curry. I think he'll prove that he was a lead vote getter. All right, so before we sign off, Chris, tell me, uh, tell them where you can find yourself on Twitter, on Facebook, whatever you use. Uh, my Twitter handle is uh, Fernie Phillips. It's uh, F-E-R-N-Y-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S. All right, very good. And as always, you know me at um, at Chris Platty, uh, Chris Platty on Twitter is at crispy1132. That's C-H-R-I-S-P-Y-1132. And um, once again, guys, I highly recommend you tune into this weekend. It is the best weekend in sports. A little bit of biased intended.